Hey, welcome back to the program. Let's begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you in Jesus' holy name, and I thank you, Lord, and I praise you for all of the ways that you love us and take care of us, all the ways that you bless us. Lord, I thank you for the gift of these days leading up to Pentecost Sunday, and I ask, Lord, that you would stir into flame the gift that you've given, the gift of your Holy Spirit, and the many gifts that you, Holy Spirit, have so generously lavished upon us. Lord, help us never to settle for less in our thinking, in our in our living of the faith. But Lord, give us the grace to be ready and available to you as vibrant witnesses to our faith in Christ. Jesus, please, you've promised to send us the gift of your spirit. Please, I beg you, lavish that good gift and release that gift within us in these days leading up to Pentecost. Make us vibrant, radiant disciples, Jesus. We make this prayer in Jesus' holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so today in the program, I have the wonderful gift of interviewing Kevin Minetti. Kevin is, he is, um, he is the leader of the Encounter School of Ministry down in Portland, and uh, you're going to learn a little bit more about that. That's something that God, and you'll hear me mention it in my interview with him, that I just really sense that it's one of these movements of God, that um, God is a Lord of signs and wonders. You know, Jesus, when he proclaimed the gospel, he also demonstrated the gospel. You didn't have to guess what happened when the kingdom of God was taught by Christ because Jesus also manifested that kingdom in signs and wonders and healings and exorcisms and miracles and these other deeds of power. And yet we don't really see that today, or do we? That's not really happening today, or is it? And the answer is, it does happen. And wait a minute, can you also be part of that? Not, and first of all, be a recipient of it. Allow the Lord to make you a sign and a wonder. Like, go for that prayer. That's a great prayer. Ask the Lord to make you a sign and a wonder. So that when people wonder what the kingdom of God is like, just like, look at my life. Like Lazarus. Lazarus was a sign and a wonder after Jesus raised him from the dead. Let's pray that that What's, what would happen in our lives? And, and frankly, you have an opportunity coming up this Sunday. And, and if you don't believe me, listen to this interview now with Kevin Minetti, and then you'll know what I mean. All right, let's dive into the interview, and I'll be back after. Well, and welcome to the program, Kevin Minetti. Kevin is joining me from the School of Ministry in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Kevin, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Tom. Yeah, uh, Kevin, I, I'm super excited to have you on to talk about uh, the Encounter School of Ministry and about your coming to Seattle this Sunday for a Pentecost celebration. Uh, I'm going to jump right in. I'm going to make a bold claim and see how what you think about this. So as I look around at the church today and I say, where's God at work? What's God doing to respond to the challenges of this moment? And Because God's always at work. And one of the one of the, the basic signs I look for is a release of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit moves in power and makes the gospel mm. demonstrable, manifests the meaning of the gospel through signs and wonders, wonders and deeds of power. And where I see not only the expectant faith that God moves in power, but taking God at his word to be willing to be moved so that the Lord will move in power is in the encounter school of ministry. And so I see, I see the encounter school of ministry as one manifestation of the move of God happening in the church today to bring about a revival of courage, of evangelization, of witnessing that we have been sorely lacking. How's that yeah. for a welcome yeah. to the program, Kevin? <laughs> I love it. You're speaking my language. That's 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 absolutely correct. Um, yeah, yeah. I love your heart in that. <laughs> um, no, I, I I could even just piggyback off of that. So I actually I just got home Sunday from the Dallas Encounter Conference. So I had just flown over to Texas and I, I encountered, uh, encountered encounter <laughs> for a few days. And, you know, just to see people, because 
this is the first time that encounter has been brought to Texas. And I'd say 80% of the people that attended that conference were new to the ministry. And just to see um, faith alive, you know, um, one of the highlights, obviously, um, because of what happens, we, there's, a, there's a healing service as part of the, the conference. When supernatural healings happen in that space, um, I think there was three people that walked away without their glasses. Um, people laid hands on them and, and suddenly they could see and they're like, it's actually harder with my glasses. I'm just going <laughs> to, I don't need these anymore. Um, that really, that really prompted um, just, just something different in the space. There's, there's, there's expectant worship and um, something, do, do you want me to share with you kind of my experience heading out of that? Is, is, <laughs> yeah, we're having a conversation, you man. You just, you, you just talk. Let's go. I love it. Okay. Um, so what I love um, heading out of a conference is is what happens afterwards. Conferences are really powerful. You get you get prayer um, poured into you. There's, there's great talks. Um, I, I was very convicted during this during this conference. I really experienced kind of the goodness of God. Um, but I like uh, airplanes. Um, not like most people. But I like airplanes because I'm stuck next to a stranger for hours on end. And for me, it's you don't have those kind of experiences often. So um, for me, I actually <laughs> I I had to get up at like four in the morning, which is like two in the morning our time, get to the airport, and there was the biggest line in TSA. It was such a hassle. My app wasn't working, and I was like, I'm not going to make this flight. And I was like, Praise you, Lord! Praise you, Lord! You are faithful. I just saw miracles yesterday. We're going to get through this. And, and uh, it was such a hassle. And I got in like right as they were like most of the way through boarding and, and they didn't even have a ticket for me. They had to do it in that moment. And I was like, Lord, I love you. You're faithful. But what the heck was that about? Like that, that was ridiculous. And I had this thought and I just kind of stepped back for a moment and I was like, wait a minute what's coming? <laughs> like, was that resistance? Was, was I being spiritually fought here? Like, I don't know. It just, what's coming Lord? Like, I feel like there's, there's something important about to happen because of how much uh, chaos I just had in that moment. So I just kind of changed my perspective for a moment. Um, I got on the plane, I sat down, um, a lady and her young son sit next to me and I forget how it happened. It was just, hey, what are what are you here for? And they say whatever they're there for. And they ask, what are you there for? And I said, oh, I was at a conference. What sort of conference? Well, it's kind of like a miracle conference. And like, really? And then that is the perfect gateway into just talking and sharing. And with this person specifically next to me, um, she was going through a lot of unknowns in her life. And so I was able to kind of share with her a lot of the stories, a lot of the things I saw at the conference. And then it leads to, well, can I pray for you? I believe we can hear God's voice. Um, you know, do you mind if I press in? She's like, oh, absolutely. So I get to spend hours praying over this lady. And um, here's, here's just a fun one. And this maybe will show you kind of my, my perspective because I'm kind of a kid at heart with the Lord. Um, she's dating somebody and she wanted... Um, <laughs> she just that was one of the unknowns that she wanted to press in so I'm just praying for her and just while I'm there I'm just asking the Lord like okay what about this guy and I see this very peculiar image um I see Mario dribbling a basketball like going through this video game he's going up these steps and he's this and I'm thinking what the heck is this Lord like Mario doesn't even play basketball. I'm not, I'm not a video game person, but I'm just thinking, I don't think I've ever seen Mario play basketball and I didn't see the recent Super Mario movie. So I don't know where this is coming from, but I'm drawn to like the basketball. So I just ask her, I say, so does your boyfriend play basketball? And she's like, uh, well, not really anymore. Like ever since he had a injury, um, in his knee. And I said, oh yeah. Okay. Um, does he still have trouble with that knee? just trying to find why, why was I shown this? And she's like, uh, yeah, it still bothers him quite a bit. Like he's a plumber. And I pause and I look at her and I was like, 
and she's like what 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 are you why are you looking at me like that and i was like mario mario's a plumber <laughs> she's like oh my gosh <laughs> or, or well no I, she didn't know she didn't know i said the image i saw was it was mario dribbling a basketball and mario's a plumber and i was just like oh that's so fun and so um i was able to speak into that and i was like do you mind if i pray over your knee and proxy for him so um i'm actually still waiting just to hear what happens uh because <laughs> we exchanged information there um but yeah no i i had that and then I had to race home because I was actually sponsoring someone for confirmation that evening. Um, that was powerful. And that's, that's maybe what we talk about as like the natural way that, that the Holy Spirit's supposed to come, that people can be baptized in the Holy Spirit through the church and how it's set up. Um, but I knew I'm sponsoring a kid. I, I want him to have the most he can have. So I said, you know, <laughs> I told him he was asking about the conference and I said, it was great. I want to pray for you. Let's do it afterwards. Let's do, <laughs> let's get all the church has um, in the right of the sacrament. And then I just want to add to it if, uh, if we need to, you know, if, 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 if he's like filled up in, in, <laughs> in the mass, then that's great. But so we had the mass. It was a super powerful mass. He actually said when they were, the bishop was praying for the seven traditional gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he just felt heat traveling up and down his body. Um, I had my hand on his shoulder and he, yeah, he told me that afterwards. And I was like, oh, that's great. We went to Sherry's, had dinner. And then as we're leaving, actually at Sherry's, there's a lady with a, a knee brace. I'm trying to mentor him. And I say, I just ask her, I say, hey, random question. What's going on with the knee brace? And um, she, she says, oh, there's lots of stuff. And so she gives kind of a detailed thing. And I said, um, it might sound crazy, but I'm a Christian. Um, do you mind if we if we pray for you? I actually just saw a lot of miracles just like yesterday. Um, I just got in this morning, and and then I'm inviting him in too. I said, do you mind if he he actually just got confirmed, and I want him to <laughs> to walk in whatever power was poured into him um, just just like two hours ago? And she's like, oh yeah, sure. So we do that. Um, we feel we get some words for her. So we share that with her and she's tearing up a bit. Um, she said it felt better. I, obviously there was a lot medically that she'll have to go test, but, um, we leave the restaurant and in the parking lot, we're about to say like goodbye. And I'm just like, mm, hold on. I want to pray for you. And I have his mom, his brother and his brother's girlfriend like come over too. And I said, Hey, can you guys just put a hand on him? We start praying. He doubles over. He's like overcome with the power of the Holy Spirit in the Sherry's parking lot. We're just praying. He drops. Um, I mean, I catch him and uh, he drops so much that actually uh, one of the workers comes outside who's a trained EMT. <laughs> and uh, I guess people inside were spectating this whole thing. And they're just like, oh my gosh, they think he's like, like having a heart attack or whatever it is. And I'm just like, Oh no, 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 he's fine. I, I said, um, I'm like, we're, we're just praying out here. I said, you can go tell them uh, if they want, they can be next. <laughs> and so she goes back inside. Uh, and, and it was crazy. And, and so as, as he's kind of getting up and, and I'm there, I'm just pouring into him. because I'm just like, Lord, I'm a sponsor. Lord, anything on my life that is fruitful for the destiny you're calling him to, I want him to have it just it into him and he said he has never felt such intense peace in his life and this was just what it was today yeah this was just like two days ago and this was like so powerful and, and then I'm praying over him and he's like and while I was down like my lips started moving I think I think that might be tongues and I said yeah all right let's go pray and I ask uh, the family I'm like do you guys speak in tongues? And the girlfriend who's not Catholic, is just like, I do. I haven't in a while, but I said, get over here. <laughs> so we're praying over, uh, over him. And, and, and you can just see it, it starts, it starts, starts coming there. So, you know, a long, long episode to just, just, just show what's possible um, when you're poured in, like we're, we're, we're not poured into to just feel good and just experience God's love as great as that is 
but Holy Spirit comes in us because he wants to be released in and around us. So when you talk that demonstration, like, oh, that's, that's my jam. <laughs> Hi, this is Dr. Tom Curran, and you know me as the host of Sound Insight. I am also letting folks know that as a realtor licensed in the state of Washington and in Idaho, I love serving Catholic families and others who are discerning a move for yourselves. It's much more than buying or selling a home. It's discerning a whole new life. If that's something that you would find uh, a help in, if I could be of service to you, please be in touch. You can find out more at drtomcurran.com, drtomcurran.com. Oh, I love it. Now, I'm talking with Kevin Minetti. He's from Encounter School of Ministry in Portland, and he's going to be visiting St. Thomas and Tequila this Sunday, 2 to 5 in the afternoon, for a Pentecost celebration. And uh, Kevin, we're going to talk more about that in a bit. But what I heard you just describe there is ordinary Christianity. And, yeah. and the problem is that today it's considered extraordinary or weird or not Catholic or uh, something that is not expected and maybe not acceptable. And I think that that's one of the great tricks and traps of the devil is to keep God at a distance, whether that's a conceptual distance or whether it is keeping God at the, from, at the standpoint of a moral enforcer, um, but not the living God who's a holy fire, who's come to transform, to light a fire that Jesus came to, to like set the world on fire. And, um, and he's consumed until this fire can be poured forth into our lives. And that that's our inheritance. And that inheritance has been already given to us in confirmation that confirmation is our personal Pentecost. Mm -hmm. And, and sadly too many yeah. of us have stayed in the locked doors and not experienced the, the release of this Holy fire and this mighty wind to drive us forward through the gifts that he's given to us. Uh, I mean, Kevin, I, I've been doing church work longer than you've been alive. So, <laughs> so, uh, but praise I have God to say, for that. <laughs> praise God for that. So 1984, was when I was mm. baptized in the Holy Spirit. And oh, that changed year. everything. It changed everything. When I was prayed with in a young adult prayer group by a priest, a Catholic priest, praying with us, we had been going through, what, it was called the Life in the Spirit Seminar, but in sort of our own format. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was the Feast of All Saints. And it was, you know, we we went to mass and then we gathered for a prayer meeting. And back then, you know, here I am, 19 years old, like prayer meetings went on for four hours, five hours. It was so cool. Yeah. Uh, the young <laughs> fervent days, right? And and so father was there and father's like, that's it, we're gonna pray now. And and he and and the um the other the leader, Gina was her name. Uh, they would pray and they went right down the line, my brother and my best friends and, and myself, and it mm -hmm. changed our lives. It literally changed the direction of our lives. Now, growing up Catholic, devout Catholic, traditional Catholic, no, this was now set on fire Catholic. It was now I just wanted to live for Jesus. And, and what I want to say is that it, in that moment, it wasn't like I received something that was foreign to the Catholic faith, but rather what had already been entrusted to me was finally being unlocked and unleashed and yielded to yeah. because of the, the um, wisdom, insight, and the willingness of this priest to pray for this anointing, this empowerment, this release. And, and I know a big word for encounter is this impartation, this yeah, handing absolutely. on. And, um, and, and I want to get into impartation, but uh, what I want to say is this, is that, Kevin, when I think about the 35 years I've been doing church ministry work, 34 years, whatever, um, 
when I encounter people who are baptized in the Holy Spirit, things are just so much easier. It's things flow. <laughs> things are so much True. easier. But when I'm talking with folks for whom the concept of the deeper release and yielding to the power of Pentecost in our lives, where we are now striving and desiring to yield to the Holy Spirit day to day, if that's present and operative, it's a different thing than when someone simply yeah. says, I can tell you about the theology of Pentecost, but I haven't experienced <laughs> it. And that's yeah. today we need Catholics willing to let God do Pentecost in our lives because we haven't Amen. yielded to what God has already done and wants to do and intends to do. We are held back from being full believers accomplishing all that God could and would do through our lives, through the gifting he's already given to us. So how do I really feel, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, Jesus said, um, I came to set this world on fire and how I wish it were all already blazing. Like, like he already wishes we were on fire. So when you talk how easy it is when someone's baptized in the Holy spirit, like that, that just consumes um, everywhere you go. Um, so I, I love that. That's, that, that's what I feel Jesus's heart. And actually this is something uh, this isn't part of the message that I'm sharing this week, but it's caused me pause. Now I haven't studied it like, like, uh, the scholars, um, probably would, but when I hear that Jesus said right in Mark 16, when he says, go into the whole world and, and preach the gospel. And he says, those who are baptized and believe will be saved. Um, the Lord just had me pause on that when we were going through it. Um, I think uh, may maybe like two months ago when it was part of the liturgy. And I was just thinking like, what about like being baptized and believe? Like belief is so important. Like, you know, when we talk about belief, anything can happen when you believe. Believe is the conduit of faith. And then when, when you have faith, that's where he says, these are the signs of those who believe. They'll, they'll heal the sick. They'll drive out demons. They'll, um, pick up serpents with their hands, all those different things. But I was like, there's something about baptism. And, and it stood out to me as just like, well, a lot of people are baptized. But I felt like the Lord was saying like, linger there, linger there. And I was just thinking about it. And, and, and the Lord was kind of, I felt I was drawn towards Jesus is the one saying this, those who are baptized and believe, not John the Baptist is the one saying this. So Jesus has a different baptism. So John the Baptist said, I came to baptize with water, but one mightier than I will come and baptize you with fire. And so I, I was just looking at that of like, you know, I would love to sit down with this with a scholar and just, just find out, am I totally off with this? But how, how I'm interpreting this uh, and how I felt to interpret it in the moment was if we're not baptized with fire and believe yikes <laughs> um I, I don't know i i'm not going to say everybody's condemned but i but i i feel jesus's heart that he wants us baptized in fire and he wants us believing so anyway well kevin <laughs> i'm talking again with kevin minetti and i want you to to learn more about the encounter school of ministry that it's encounterschool.org it's all one word encounterschool.org if you're in Western Washington, there is an encounter school in Seattle and uh, Kevin's going to be coming up and partnering with them. And again, doing this event coming up on Sunday. And again, we'll tell a little bit more about it. It's at St. Thomas uh, Catholic Church in Tequila, Washington. Uh, Kevin, that's where my wife and I were married in St. Thomas in Tequila. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, we have a lot of great I'm memories there. I'm excited to see it. It must be beautiful. It, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a humble church. It's a humble church, it, okay. but it's a, it's a beautiful one. And, and it has been a center of renewal for decades. Yeah. Uh, the pastors that have been there, mm -hmm. they've been always open and welcoming and leaders uh, in, uh, in the charismatic renewal in this idea of being open to the Holy Spirit, seeking after the power of the Holy Spirit to be released in the lives of the, of the faithful and so it's, I think, a very fitting place with a history of ex expectant faith come to expression. And so um, this week, uh, Kevin, I've been talking about on my program and in my interviews about 
having this sense of longing for, of vigiling for more of the Holy Spirit in these days of novena yeah. leading up to Pentecost Sunday. And um, I, I, in talking about this, I referenced, you know, the lives of saints like St. Saint Philip Neri, who vigiled yeah. in the days leading up to Pentecost and the Holy Spirit came a ball of fire down into his heart and what that mm -hmm. did in his life transformed him. And uh, I have other favorite saints that I use as intercessors uh, for uh, for the uh, having a deeper intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I'll, I'll tell you a story about St. Seraphim of Saroth later. Probably not Ooh, one you've heard before. Yeah. He's an amazing saint. I have. You have? <laughs> All right. Yes, but continue. I, All right. Yeah, yeah. so we'll talk, we'll talk more about that. But um, folks, one of the things that is an important dynamic in the life of faith is that faith is caught more than taught. Faith is caught by the one who is doing the teaching. It's caught as it's taught if it's being taught by a witness. Faith is caught when it's demonstrated by the one who's doing the teaching. And so you've already heard Kevin share stories about his past weekend. How was your weekend, right? And, <laughs> and what I love about that is... Kevin, it, it it changes how we can look at day-to-day -day life, right? So I like, make it a practice and say, wake up in the morning and say, you know, Lord, I used to say, Lord, I'm open to be used today if you lead me. And I mm -hmm. learned to say instead, Lord, I'm going to say and do something unless you stop me. And that's different. Mm -hmm. It's a different thing, right? Yeah. So it the expectation yeah. is, well, I'm not going to kind of discern my way out of doing anything because I didn't get enough of a sign that the Lord wanted me to do something. Instead, the expectation is, no, 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 the Lord is going to use you. You should presume that and begin to act on that until he puts up a hand to stop you and say, not this time, not this one, not this way. Yeah. So yeah. just even that yeah. mindset shift, that mindset shift, what do you know what that makes? It makes every day pretty dramatic. Like, God, what are you going to do today? Yeah. I can't wait because I'm going out there and I'm going to do something yeah. unless you stop me. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, you know, I've thought of that too. Um, I, in in any circle, for those who take maybe more risks or are a little more outspoken, there's always those around that are like, mm, are you a little too full of yourself? Or maybe you should be a little little more humble. and and you know, I, I'm of the mindset, like, like you say, the Lord has no problem humbling me. <laughs> and I've been humbled in big ways before. And, and it's, and it's, it's painful, but it, but it's, there's something very beautiful and purifying, you know, um, the Lord, the Lord prunes those he loves. <laughs> so he has no problem redirecting or just chopping that off there. But, but the reality is we say things in the scripture that are so provocative, like I have the mind of Christ what? <laughs> like, so if I'm compelled to go do something and, you know, and, and I believe that I'm connected to the, the, um, the vine <laughs> and I'm a branch of the vine, then, you know, that thought that I might have might be God. <laughs> like that, that's, that's a, that's a about, huge risk. So I love, I Jesus love says, your, your approach. There. Well, what about when the, the Lord Jesus says, uh, not only we do the things I do, but you'll do greater things than I ask in my yeah. name. Yeah right? Where do we see that? Amen. Where do we Amen. actually see followers of Christ doing greater things than the Lord himself did? And so I want to say, I do want to say this, folks, come around people with expectant faith and you'll catch it. So Amen. I want to, I want to talk Amen. about like, what's the gift of a Pentecost rally or events like that? When you talk about impartation when you talk about this sense of catching faith catching a faith that's on fire um what is it that folks might actually be shocked and surprised that happens to their faith by participating in a in an event like the Pentecost rally this Sunday 2 to 5 at St. Thomas and Aquila 
Yeah. You know, my, my life, I, I can honestly just say from, from background testimony. So I, I was involved in ministry for many years. Like I, I helped out with uh, Alpha, the Alpha course, which is great. I love the Alpha course. It's, it's got its place for um, about 12 years, but like 10 years of that um, was really just work. <laughs> I, I mean, there was preparing good talks and, you know, getting all the details ready so that everything's presented well and you're facilitating. But it wasn't until I started getting around people who maybe had a, had a greater faith than I did that things started to come alive. Because when you hear, even, even in testimony, and this is, this is the, the great thing about um, testimony is in Revelation, it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So you testifying what Jesus did in the past, prophesize that it's possible to do it again. And, and, and if Jesus is in that, it, it almost carries like his creative presence. Like when we say um, uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was God, <laughs> like words from God carry his presence. Like when, when God said, let there be light, there was light. Like nothing, nothing was needed. It wasn't like, oh, let's send this through a process and a assembly line. Like, no, he released the word and there was light. So the same thing happens when, when you're around people who are, who are sharing what God's done in their life, suddenly, like you can grab a hold of that. When somebody says like, Hey, my, my, my shoulder like was in great pain. And then like Jesus came and healed it. And somebody else is like, you know, my, my shoulder's kind of been doing that too. Like really like in the spirit, you can grab that and be like, Jesus, I want that. And, and, and there's something about the dynamic of faith where we've seen people healed just through testimony. Like sometimes we didn't even need to pray <laughs> and, and they're healed there or, or even just, um, I don't know, there's something in the space. Um, I, I really like what you say about just getting next to somebody and it's caught. It's like uh, when someone's on fire, like what happens when something's on fire and you get close to it? It's, it's going to catch. <laughs> like there, there's something very real to that. So I always recommend like get close to burning ones. And, you know, um, if, if you're not finding them, do your best to be one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and when, like, as you, as you share with the saints and your devotion to the saints, you know, if you can't find them in the flesh, you can always dive into the saint books because they're right there. You know, the kingdom of heaven is wide open. There's plenty of, of uh, saints and angels that would love to spend time with us as we glorify God together. And then out of that, um, so much is possible. But yeah. I think. Um, one of the, a dear friend of mine said that uh, he's, a, he's a really a beautiful holy priest of God. And he said, one of the great sadnesses in life is how little we expect from God. How little yeah. we expect from God, and and what a great sadness that uh, it, do we come before the Lord? Like I, I began to learn through the the course of the years when I would have opportunities to speak at conferences. I would um, take the time before the conference, not so much to review the notes, but to really cry out to the Lord in from a place of like. Holy desperation is the word I is the phrase I use. Yeah. Holy desperation yeah. that Holy Spirit, please, I I am looking to you to be released in me and to bring an anointing upon these words because I can tell a story, I can be entertaining, I might be able to convey content in an organized form, but if Jesus doesn't show up. If your power, Holy Spirit, is not at work, then it's not going to bear any fruit. It'll be fruitless. And I do not have any power to cause you to come in power. So I, I yeah. cry out to you, please, you have set this up. You didn't have everyone go through all of this effort for nothing. And so please, overwhelm us with your generosity shock us with how you come and move in our midst. So that would be, that was like yeah. the prayer that I would pray before I would get up and speak. And mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I would often find is 
when I would forget that, if I would lose sight of that, like call it spirit of, of approaching a presentation, I might be mm-hmm. full of energy and really clever and entertaining, but the talk would not nearly have the impact that it, it would yeah. have in other times when I would just get up there and I'd just be like, it would be like I'd watch myself like, man, that's really powerful. Who's doing that? And, yeah. and it'd be that sense yeah. of being yeah. like caught up, right, in the spirit. And then the yeah. flip side, and then I want you to talk about this, is when that sense of anointing is not only connected to the one who's presenting, testifying, teaching, sharing, praying, but the community that's gathered. When you have a community mm-hmm. of faith and faithful who have that same sense of expectancy that God is going to move in power, then it just blows the top off. And yeah. that's Sunday. I mean, that's Pentecost rally, right? So that's that's yeah. my experience. You tell me, like, how, how does that resonate with you? Well, I I love it. I mean, I absolutely believe in, in the gospel that just talks about the, the power of agreement. So if any two of you agree on anything, it shall be done for them. That's a bold promise. And, and I'm just like, anything? Like, <laughs> and, so, and so just really like taking, taking the word at face value and then just kind of seeing that in effect. Like whenever I'm praying, I'm, I'm always looking, hey, can I just get somebody here over here to, to agree with this? And, um, you know, having come off the encounter conference this weekend, you could just see things take off, um, you know, in the beginning, and you can kind of gauge it maybe a little bit by, by how worship goes. Um, sometimes people show up there and, and, you know, you got the people that'll have their hands out there. That's, that's what they're used to. But then other ones that this is new and they're kind of studying and that's day one. This is kind of the sway is going, you, you hit day three and everybody's just leaping and they just, they're trying to pull down heaven. And it's just, it, it, it's, it's off the charts because there's something. And, and, and sometimes it just takes the faith of one. Um, and, and the Lord blessed me in this season. You know, I wasn't always, I don't know, energetic or, or visibly faithful. And maybe, maybe I had some faith, but it was, let's be honest. It was a kind of a weak faith. <laughs> if it was strong, it would have, you probably would have seen it because I'm a pretty expressive person, but um, me even just knowing myself being in that space, I know I have something to give. So I can, I can invite Holy spirit. I can invite, um, you know, there, there are angels that are tasked with worship. So if one person's worshiping, you know, there's going to be more angels in this space where there's authentic worship. So if, if I can invite that presence um, with Holy Spirit inside of me, then great. Then suddenly other people are experiencing that same spiritual atmosphere. And so we, we saw this where, yeah, just the room. I mean, there's, there's some videos um, that people took there. And, and it's just crazy just to see the whole room. There's, there was like, uh, I mean, this was a smaller conference. It was only like 500 people or something because that's all that could fit in the room. <laughs> they they sold out, so they had to cut it off there. But like the whole room is dynamic. And so we were praying for impartation um, the last night too. And what that what that is, maybe maybe for those who don't know, is is the grace and anointing that's on one person's life. Sometimes they that if if the person's heart is in the right place and they have an assignment, the Lord will bless extending what's on one person's life and put it on another. Um, we, and we see that throughout scripture. You think of like um, Moses and the 72, the Lord said, hey, you're getting burnt out. I want to take some of the prophetic spirit that's on you and extend it on 72. Other people call them together for that. And we saw that happen. Even the two guys that missed the prayer meeting are sleeping in their tent, whatever, like just they get blasted with it and they start prophesying too. And everybody's cranky like, what the heck? They missed the meeting. And Moses says, if only all God's people were prophets, if only all of God's people are 
people are prophets. And, and you know, that's, that's my heart today. If only we were all prophesying, because, you know, I have days too, and I want a good word. <laughs> some days with some encouragement or just, just to um, show some revelation of what's coming. Um, but anyway, so so there's that's there's one example. We also have uh, Elijah and uh, and Elisha or Elisha, however you choose to pronounce that one, um, where he asks for a double portion, and then you see in the scriptures he actually gets a double. Um, he has double the miracles. Like if you go and track them down, his his servant who asked for a double portion ends up walking in that prophetic anointing and sees double the signs and wonders in his life. So we see that very active in encounter ministries. And when we were there praying, um, I, I, I was real blessed. I, I got to join the team to just pray over people. And <laughs> um, I was in the back, I think, uh, um, Joe Phillip, he's, he's, he's on the, the main team for main campus. And then, um, Rachel, who's in charge of admin, she actually had a cast on and we prayed and, and unfortunately we didn't see that, uh, that ankle healed, but it's so like, you can't catch, you got, <laughs> you got something going on with an ankle. So I'm there and I get the task of like, whoa, okay. Like bodies just everywhere, like dropping, dropping. And then you just see on people's faces, like just this intense peace. And then you see people walking out of there. It, it's like, there's, there's, there's a purpose. I don't know. I, it's hard to, hard to explain when you see it on someone's face, you know, like either they're in peace and they're just soaking in the Lord or they're, they're lit and they're, they're just trying to find like, where am I taking this? And, and those are the ones that I love to see is just like, Oh, something happened with you. Like I want to journey with you. I want to nurture that. Um, if, if you haven't done the school, like come to the ministry school so we can develop that. That's what encounter is all about. <laughs> Um, but just to see that spark, like something, something was imparted to you that, um, that could change the world. Like we all should be looking for that in each other. Like when we see that, like that should excite us, um, because the world needs so much transformation, especially in our region. Right. (laughs) Amen. If it certainly does Uh, today, I've had the pleasure of having Kevin Minetti on. Kevin is from the encounter school of ministry located in Portland. There's an Encounter School of Ministry also in Seattle, and you can go to EncounterSchool.org to learn more about uh, that wonderful movement, the movement of, of God, uh, one of the beautiful movements of God happening today. But come out and see Kevin. Whatever you're doing on Pentecost Sunday, go to Mass, but then come on out 2 to 5 in the afternoon at St. Thomas and Tequila, a beautiful Pentecost uh, celebration that will involve praise and worship, uh, preaching, expectant faith times of ministry. And, and you know what? Let your faith be set on fire. Let your faith be set on fire by the Holy Spirit on that day that is really specially set apart by the Lord to experience Pentecost fire, the gifts and graces, the release of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I, you heard me say it before on the program for years now, folks. Uh, we are called to do God's work with God's power. We are not called to try to fulfill the mission and to become saints and to, to do the, the work that God has for us without the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, Kevin, thank you for taking time to, to share these beautiful, inspiring stories, uh, giving testimony to what the work of God is happening already in the Encounter School of Ministry and Thanks for being willing to come on up to the Seattle area to Tequila, St. Thomas on Sunday to, to share in the work of God. That's really awesome. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And and thanks for sharing here. It's, it's, it's such a consolation to my heart to just share with, with somebody who gets it, you know? <laughs> so um, it's, 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 it's an honor and yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thanks for being with me today in the program. All right. Thank you, Tom. Welcome back to Sound Insight. This is Tom Curran. Boy, did I tell you? Did I tell you? Right? So this time, this season we're in, as we finish the Easter season, it becomes important for us to not miss out on the grace that the Lord's offering through the church, through the liturgical calendar. And right now we are in these days of Novena leading up to Pentecost Sunday. 
You heard me share a little bit at the beginning of the program. You heard me share a little bit in the course of the interview with Kevin about the power of Pentecost rallies. And Pentecost rallies, like the one happening this Sunday, have been very powerful moments where I, I've sensed like the, the, the reality of heaven. That, that's a really strong way of putting it. I can remember when, you know, when I talk, when, I, when I've talked publicly or I've talked to, to my wife and my kids about the mass and the, the, the moments in my life where I sensed like heaven breaking into earth, like really heaven breaking into earth, it is there at every mass. It just is. Theologically, it's there at any Mass, every Mass properly, validly celebrated. Heaven is breaking into earth. But there are definitely times when the inbreaking of heaven into earth is manifest in a way that the, the, the community that's gathered senses God's glory. Or let me just speak for myself, where I have had a sense of a a special grace of God's glory breaking into my life. And honestly, I remember these Pentecost rallies, these Pentecost celebrations back in the late 80s, early 90s at St. Marie's Catholic Church in Manchester, New Hampshire. The pastor we had there, Father Mark Montminy, He was the head of what's called Spiritual Renewal Services, overseeing all of these different movements that uh, were alive then. So Curcio and Marriage Encounter and um, uh, in Catholic Charismatic Renewal and Covenant Communities and Contemplative Retreat House and uh, so many uh, amazing movements that God was doing. But at the Pentecost rally, it was like, blow the top off the roof kind of thing. I mean, it was so powerful where you had like these people, the the faithful that were gathered were there and they were, you know, making a joyful noise to the Lord, singing songs of praise with like a full-throated voice, just so wonderful, glorious. And not only that, but there was this, also, this great sense of signs and wonders are happening today. And, oh, by the way, are happening here. And I, I have to say that th- those events were so singular, like had such an impact on my life that I, whenever I've done a conference since then that I had a chance to like help administrate or oversee, we would strive for, we, we would, ad, to the best of our ability, attempt to incorporate great worship music, praise and worship, a worship team that knew how to help foster a sense of songs of praise among the faithful, because it's so freeing for those who enter into it, and then having a time uh, towards the end, as we were walking folks through the course of the day, where we would pray with people. And we would always be seeking for people who had some level of equipping, training, uh, let's call it an authorization, as lay people to pray with others for healing. Pray with others with the charismatic giftings having this sense of, like you heard Kevin talk about, like a word of prophecy or a word of knowledge or having a sense that God is doing something or, or having this, uh, this willingness to pray with expectant faith for a need of healing and having those people in teams and year after year after year. I don't know how many of you remember it if you've been around. Uh, when Carrie and I were in Seattle, we would do these gift conferences. I think we did them like eight or nine times, these gift conferences, gift of faith, gift of hope, gift of whatever, gift of healing. Uh, and we, we would have these themes and, and, and that's what we, sh- that, that, was the, that was the key. The key was to 
have praise and worship, and then expect in faith that we would pray and minister to people. And that, it, it, that's changed lives. It's not just, I heard a good talk. It's not just, I heard a famous speaker. It's not just, wow, I learned some new things. It wasn't just, I came away with five practical tips and three new strategies that I can implement into my life of faith. Oh, by the way, yes to all of those things. Learn some new insights into the faith, learn some new practices, learn some new principles, learn some new strategies, learn some new tactics, had a chance to fellowship with others, got some great resources. Yes, 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 yes. But what mattered was changed lives. What matters is the fruit of the Spirit, awakened faith, restored hope, released gifts of the Spirit, fire of God's love, changed lives, brothers and sisters, changed lives. That's what I want. Uh, Who cares what I want? (laughs) That's what God intends. If you want to know what God wills for us, look at Pentecost Sunday. Look, please, I beg you, look at Pentecost Sunday. The Lord did not leave us at the ascension so that we would stay forever in the upper room praying and waiting and hiding. He did not intend the church to stay in the upper room. That is not our call. Our call is to go out into the world, salt, light, leaven. We are to make a difference, have an impact, bring the gospel in its fullness, and to demonstrate the gospel. I know these things sound foreign to many of you. I know they're like, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? If you're on the West Side, I, you know, we're not doing gift conferences anymore. I'm over here in Spokane. Go, go to Pentecost Sunday. Just go to that rally in the afternoon. Right? It's about new wineskins is the theme. Right? Abide in me. Jesus wants us to abide in him, to live in him. And I, I don't want you to doubt that he has more for you. And so... Um, I, I really want to encourage you, if you can make it to St. Thomas and Tequila, to head out. It, it's three hours of your time, but you know what? It might change your life forever. It's three hours of your time, but it might change your the way that you live your Catholic identity forever. It's, it's just three hours of your time. It might be inconvenient. It might be, oh, I don't want to do that on a Sunday afternoon. It just might give you a sense of spiritual power, anointing, new life in your faith, in your marriage, in your family that you've never known before. Isn't it worth three hours of your time? Come on, really, isn't it worth three hours of your time? Please consider it. St. Thomas and Tequila, you know how much it costs? It's free. The gifts of the Spirit are available. The the grace of renewal, of, of baptism in the Holy Spirit, all this stuff, it's available. And, and if you don't sh- you're not sure how to get there, how to get it, how, what, what this all means, just go show up. Just let it wash over you, sink into you. Watch what God will do. It just might change your life. St. Thomas and Tequila, next Sunday, 2 to 5. It's Pentecost Sunday. Let Pentecost happen in your life. God bless your day. Join me tomorrow. Sister Mary Eucharista is on. She's going to talk about the Holy Spirit. You're going to love it. See you tomorrow.